As a believer, reading God's Word is a critical part of your daily spiritual journey. And because it's so important, we've created a unique new resource to help you immerse yourself in biblical truth and open your eyes to all God's Word has for you. It's a free PDF download called The Word One-to-One that takes you on a guided journey through John chapter one. With biblical text and short commentary, each page provides insights that will strengthen your faith in an easy to read guided format. There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. The C.S. Lewis Podcast with Alistair McGrath. Hello and welcome back to the show. It's Justin Bradley standing in once again for Ruth Jackson, who's on maternity leave and hosting this season of the podcast with Alistair. Today, why is the concept of friendship in books such as The Four Loves so important to Lewis? We'll be finding out. And how Lewis's friendship and romance with Joy Davidman affected his circle of friends too. Alistair's continuing to explore this theme with me today. Also got some exciting news in just a moment of Alistair speaking at this year's Unbelievable Conference. I'll tell you about that. Do rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening. Uh, It helps others to discover the show. People like Contraban who left this review saying, Since discovering the podcast I found myself excited to listen to each new episode Alistair and Ruth do such a wonderful job and share great insights regarding C.S. Lewis do yourself a favor and give this podcast a listen you won't regret it thank you contraband and I do encourage you to share a rating and a review if you're listening by podcast Uh, by the way just before we get into today's episode two amazing opportunities coming up our unbelievable live event with Philip Yancey the veteran writer and Christian thinker will be joining me to talk about about his life and ministry and to answer your questions on Jesus, faith and the church. We're calling it Ask Philip Yancey Anything. If you'd like to be involved, it's on Tuesday, the 1st of March. It's free, but you need to register at unbelievable.live. Not only that, we've also just launched ticketing for our annual Premier Unbelievable Conference for Saturday, the 14th of May. We'll be live from the historic venue of the British Library in London, and Alistair will be one of our keynote speakers. You can join in person or online from anywhere in the world. God Unmuted is our theme, learning how the church can find its authentic voice again in a confused and divided age. Seminars, discussions, Q&A, speakers including Alistair McGrath, Jude Fields, Glenn Scrivener, John Wyatt, Bishop Joseph D'Souza, um, Sharon Dirks, Sky Jatani and Phil Vischer, loads of names joining us this year, uh, hosted by myself and Ruth Jackson. Uh, so if you want to be there, uh, do make sure to check out the link, unbelievable.live. It's with today's podcast as well. You can be part of Unbelievable 2022 and our Ask Philip Yancey Anything event. For now, hope you enjoy today's show. Generally then, the concept of friendship. Lewis obviously had friends. Um, he engaged in, you know, keeping up friendships. Um, what what did he write in this whole area and what was his general thinking on friendship? Because it's not necessarily an obvious choice of uh, of subject for a thinker or a writer, but but he seems to draw it out time and again in, in various parts of his writing, doesn't he? Well, he does. I think we just need to begin by saying how important Lewis's friends were to him. Again, remember, Lewis was a friend to Tolkien. 
And Tolkien, in one of his letters, said, look, Lewis for a long time was the only reader of The Lord of the Rings. He's the guy who encouraged me to get it done. So you can see there, that's Lewis being a friend to somebody else. It leads to what I would say is a very significant outcome. But we need to say that Lewis's experience of friendship is what prompted him to write about friendship. He knew how friendship mattered. And I think the place I would suggest we go to is The Four Loves, which dates from 1960. And that's a late work. And as you probably know, in his Cambridge period from about 1955 to 1963, um, Lewis begins to move away from writing books helping those outside the Christian faith to understand it, to writing books for those inside the Christian faith to deepen their understanding of it. And The Four Loves falls in that category. And so Lewis really is trying to talk about um, friendship as being something that is unnecessary. It's a gift of grace, but it's so important. Um, he, I, there's a line he wrote, I think it's in Four Loves, which says, friendship has no survival value, but it's one of those things that gives value to survival. And I, I rather like mm. that because mm. it's about enhancing the quality of life. And I think that that's what Lewis found, that actually you just cannot get through life being solitary. You need friends. You need to be friends to other people because that is what allows you to cope with difficult situations. And also, if you are a person who is creative, it sparks you off. So Lewis is aware of the importance of friendship in general, but also as a stimulus to his own theological thinking and, of course, his writing. So really, Lewis mm. was absolutely persuaded of this. So I would suggest The Four Loves gives you a very good example of that. You, you've mentioned The Four Loves already. For those who haven't read it in a while or perhaps have never read it, what, what were these four loves that Lewis references and, and where does friendship fit into them? Well, Lewis used four Greek words to try and categorise the, the, the four kinds of loves he knows through his own experience, but also, of course, through literature, the storge, which for Lewis really is a kind of empathetic bond with somebody, um, it, you know, where you feel into their situation. Then there's philia, a friendship bond, and that's really, I think, the most important of them. Then there's eros, that's romantic love. And finally, there's agape, that's a kind of unconditional love, which, of course, Lewis links with God himself. But really, I think it's this idea of philia, a kind of friendship bond, which Lewis singles out as being of especial importance because um, Lewis you know, knew of all the others, but this was the one that really was so important for his own way of thinking about life. There's a, a particular quote, and I think this comes from, from The Four Loves about friendship. I'll read it and, and then perhaps you could uh, expand on it. Um, Lewis writes, those who cannot conceive friendship as a substantive love, but only as a disguise or elaboration of eros, betray the fact that they have never had a friend. The rest of us know that though we can have erotic love and friendship for the same person, yet in some ways nothing is less like a friendship than a love affair. Lovers are always talking to one another about their love. Friends hardly ever about their friendship. Lovers are normally face to face absorbed in each other. Friends, side by side, absorbed in some common interest. Above all, eros, while it lasts, is necessarily between two only. But two, far from being the necessary number for friendship, is not even the best. T tell us, a, t yeah, expand on that, that interesting quote on friendship from Lewis. Well, I think what Lewis is trying to do there is distinguish between um, eros and 
failure. In other words, he's trying to say, look, um, erotic relationships really are important, but they are different from friendships. Maybe, you know, there's, you have a relationship that has both erotic and friendship qualities, but they are different. And the one does not entail the other. And he says somewhere, again, I think it's in Four Loves, that uh, Eros is about naked bodies. Friendship is about naked personalities where you share what really matters. And for Lewis, I think that is really what is so important about friendship. It's about the ability to be drawn together by something you both like and you can explore it together. You go deeper into each other and you enjoy it. It's about um, um, being draw drawn together, not simply because you like each other, but because you both like something else. And in coming together, you in effect deepen your appreciation and understanding of something else. So I think that's very, very important. And I think that um, Lewis himself really valued that whole idea of friendship, both as something that sustained him during difficult times, but also as a, a, a remarkable friendship in terms of its uh, impact on his own writing, because friends helped him with that writing process. I was going to say, uh, you, you get very much the sense that he is talking, you know, at a personal level in this quote, because he you know i think arguably for a large part of his life until joy davidman came on the scene wasn't terribly interested in romantic love or, or didn't feature heavily in his life whereas obviously he was surrounded by these friendships which were characterized by not a as it's as he says looking at each other and talking about friendship but actually looking at our shared interests and talking about those because we we get we you know we have such a common interest and that was obviously typified in the inklings and the way they discussed their their literature together um to, to that extent you know um what what were the sort of the binding sort of interests what what were the kinds of friends that lewis tended to did it tend to be people who shared his love for literature who shared his love for mythology who were, were those the typical people he would become friends with or or were there other sort of interest groups that that ended up you know um forming friendships through I think that some of his friends were formed through historical circumstances. And I'd mention um, his brother, Warney, and Arthur Greaves. But actually, Warney liked literature, so that there was a, an ongoing bond there. The friends that Lewis made later, basically, they were to do with his love of literature. There's one very important exception, and that is Mrs. Moore, who I've mentioned a moment ago. And Mrs. Moore becomes very important for Lewis. I mean, she becomes almost, in my view, a surrogate mother. And she had no interest in literature whatsoever. So there's an anomaly there. But actually, when you begin to think about it, um, that was actually quite important for Lewis because Mrs. Moore helped him develop his relationship skills. She helped him emotionally. And you could argue that, in effect, whereas Lewis's literary friends helped him develop his mind, Mrs. Moore helped him develop as a person. And maybe that was something that, that she did that nobody else did. And so I think it's very important to, to make the point that actually when you look at all of Lewis's friends, they were predominantly male. It's a very, very male culture he comes from. He goes to all male schools. He then goes to the British Army, all male. And he then goes to an Oxford college. And again, remember, at that time, Oxford colleges were all male. There were very few that were for females and they were kept well apart from the males. So Lewis, in effect, um, if, if, we, if I can put historically, was condemned to a context in which most of his friends were going to be males. Well, this, this is a good moment to introduce, you know, a very famous woman in his life, Joy Davidman. Um, I mean, what, what, 
was there an, uh, a sense for Lewis and perhaps his acquaintances that one couldn't be a friend with a woman in the same way as one could with with one's male colleagues was that what what that particular environment bred for lewis would you say well again we need to remember that um the 1950s was a different world from the one we know today and certainly um lewis um did not socialize with many women i think we have to be clear about that um and that this was a new development for lewis it was it was slightly out of the ordinary both in terms of its nature, but also the way in which it came about. Uh, George Everman wrote to Lewis, expressed interest in his writings, they met up, they got on, and it developed from there. What I would say is that George Everman is very, very interesting to me for this reason. He represents a relationship that Lewis had that was both erotic and friendship. I mean, obviously, they were lovers, that, that's very, very clear. Um, but more importantly, um, Joy Davidman genuinely helped Lewis at a literary level. Uh, she was an important stimulus to him. I mean, for example, the classic story, I guess, would be um, Till We Have Faces, where Lewis had a very good idea but could not see how on earth she, he could knock it into a story. And Joy Davidman played the role of a literary editor, and in effect, you know, they kicked the ideas around, and suddenly the penny dropped for Lewis, and he saw how he could write that book. Now, I'm going to tell you, he couldn't have got there on his own. He needed somebody else to help him. And Joy Davidman, in effect, was, was a very important stimulus to his thinking there. Now, again, that fits into this broader pattern of having conversations with friends that helps to move him on. But in this case, there was a deeper element to that relationship as well. Mm -hmm. I think we need to just be aware that that's... Uh, that's, that's, that's unusual for Lewis. And maybe it helps us to understand why he was so distressed by uh, Davidman's uh, illness and death, because he was mm. losing more than a lover, more than a friend. He was losing both. And that was a, a mm. very, very important and indeed unique relationship in his life. Something of a rarity. Obviously, Lewis, especially towards the end of his life, corresponded with many, many people as, as Narnia became, obviously, a, such a huge best-selling book. And, and indeed, other things like the Screwtape Letters, immensely popular in the usa so in a sense joy was one of a number of people he was corresponding with uh, from the usa what 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 led to them developing this particular friendship uh, over and above the other ones that that lewis enjoyed through through his letter writing that's a very hard question to answer because i have to say i in researching this i never quite understood why the relationship developed so far because lewis had a lot of admirers who wrote to him and talked to about him and occasionally you know met him but th those never went anywhere whereas with joy davidman something else happened and i'm not quite sure what it is maybe she was more persistent than others maybe lewis felt a particular need at that time and found it to be met in joy davidman maybe he enjoyed the frisson of bringing a woman into his exclusively male circles i don't know um, I have to say, I, I, I don't really understand how this relationship developed, but, we, but it's very, very clear it did, and it was important. And, and uh, inevitably, his male circle didn't all, let's say, warm to, to Joy, did they? Um, perhaps viewed her as something of an interloper or, you know, a pushy American, who knows? I mean, what, what was what's your sense, and I don't know how much you can tell from from the the scant you know historical resources available but what's your sense of of how his male friendship group reacted to this to this newcomer i think the main members of his 
intimate circle. Tolkien, for example, really felt this was inappropriate and they felt, I think they felt Joy might be exploiting him. I think there was, there was real unease about this relationship. They felt it was um, not a good thing. And I think that we need to just be aware of that, that Lewis actually was aware his friends did not really approve this relationship, but nevertheless felt it was an important relationship. And certainly um, there was a there was a growing distance between Tolkien and Lewis, which arose for a number of reasons around this time. And George Evan was part of the reason, not the only reason, but certainly a very important reason. What what did would you say then was different about this friendship? Obviously it was a romantic relationship ultimately i mean it didn't start that way though as far as we can tell would you say with the one with joy davidman the relationship seems to have begun as that between um, a well-established author and what we'd now call a fan someone who really enjoyed his writings but clearly lewis felt that she was more interesting than most of his fans and it may be her background in marxism it may be her american background again it's very very hard to tell but certainly we can say something about her that made her stand out from the crowd and encouraged Lewis to kind of way develop that relationship. Now, um, obviously, the, there are complex elements to this. She was divorced. She had two children. Um, she came to Britain um, in one capacity and then um, found that she couldn't stay on. She needed help to be able to stay on. And that may have been part of the element that led, the re reason that led to Lewis marrying her. But what we do know is that his, his friends um, generally felt this was incomprehensible. And I think it did lead to some friction between Lewis and some of his older friends at this time. Uh, to, to what extent is Shadowlands, both the stage play, the TV series, and of course the Anthony Hopkins film, a faithful reflection of of that whole period because you do get a little bit of that sense especially in in those productions of the way she uh, you know did sort of have an impact on his friendship group and that sort of thing um and obviously on lewis himself ultimately um what, what's your thoughts on the way because that has become the popular level if you like understanding of of lewis's relationship with joy davidman but it but inevitably you know like like any piece of art um it's it, it it's a particular perspective on their relationship isn't it it's a particular perspective um it's a kind of way um hollywood account of you know a bright young american woman meets a stodgy old oxford don <laughs> and changes his life for the better i mean it's it's it's, it's a very american film i have to say um and um historically it, it is it, it's, a, it's a nice piece of it's a nice film, but historically it's not very accurate. I mean, as as you will know, as everyone who's watched it will know, Lewis is portrayed as living at Morden College, Oxford, throughout the events that were being depicted. And of course, he was in Morden College, Cambridge, and didn't go back to Morden College, Oxford, throughout this time. So there, there's some very serious um, historical inaccuracies. I guess that it's entertainment value, which may help us understand something of the um, social conventions of oxford at the time but i i would suggest that you don't read too much into this mm. um i mean ultimately as you say she she obviously did have you know tremendous impact on lewis's thinking and and so on um did do you I, I mean do you feel that obviously 
there were lots of friends who influenced Lewis's ultimate, you know, what he produced and, you know, the nature of it, Narnia and so on. Uh, what would you say were the things that, that ultimately the inklings, his friendships with men specifically tended to generate in his life, the kind of the, 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 the literature and the ideas? What was it that, that particularly Joy Davidman produced in, in Lewis's life? What, 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 what did those circles of friends, if you like, ultimately help Lewis to achieve in his own life? I think each friend brought a different a different quality to bear on Lewis. I mean, I mean, Joy Davidman knew how literary editors worked. And so she was able to sit down with Lewis and talk about plot structure, about a whole range of things. And actually, that, that was something that Lewis clearly was not familiar with. And that actually really moved him on. In the case of Tolkien, the friendship was very much about shared love of fantasy. And again, that proved really important to Lewis himself. But actually, there, Lewis helped Tolkien enormously. Likewise, Charles Williams, a very graceful writer, very much aware of Dante. Lewis loved Dante. They, that really stimulated him in various ways. I, w I would say that Lewis, in effect, valued all his friends because of what they brought to him and what he was able to give back in return. And again, it reflects Lewis's very wide literary interests. So I think that what you need to say is that Lewis both received and gave in each of those friendships. And very often the topics again centered around Christianity and literature. That doesn't mean that Lewis had no interest beyond those, but it meant that actually that was what really mattered to him. And therefore, anyone who conversed meaningfully on those topics would be really important to him. Mm. And we've talked about Lewis's friendships and about his own thoughts on friendship in books like The Four Loves. What, what about in his novels, though, and in his writings? What would you say were some important examples of friendship and, and the way Lewis develop them in in some of his writing i think I, I would point to the chronicles of narnia as being a good example of this because there you have if you take the the four children in the lion the witch and the wardrobe i mean the relationship is actually painted rather well um, they do things together but the relationships can go wrong they have to be mended and then you know you have the whole joy of restoration you have in effect one friend helping another to see something they've missed or supporting them when something difficult needs to be done I mean it's, it's quite a good depiction of the way in which friendship can go wrong but also the very great friendships that actually um, uh, what they bring to things and again we need to bear in mind that um, when Lewis was writing the particular line, The Witch in the Wardrobe, his relationship with Tolkien was beginning to go wrong. And I think, you know, I sometimes wonder if I see something of that in the relationship between the children. You know, there's the tensions and yet it's still an important relationship. I, I, I sometimes think about, you know, some of the relationships between the humans and the animals, um, the talking animals, that is, um, and and the way in which that gets expressed, you know, um, between Brie and um, oh, the names escape me now of, you know, in the last battle, the the um, Brie's master um, uh, uh, or uh, Jules even um, master. But yes, th those sorts of things, you know, I, I get the sense that, that Lewis is investing a lot of, you know, a sense of that, that aspect of loyalty and um, standing with someone and, and sort of going through, you know, great adventures together. That That all seems to be part of his sort of 
his vision of friendship to me. I think Lewis found walks very, very good for building friendships. And we, we have lots of letters which describe walks he had with people. And in the Malvern Hills, that was very important for Lewis, um, walking with his friends like Tolkien and others in the Malvern Hills. Again, they enjoyed the scenery, but they were talking they were talking about Christianity and literature. They were really, you know, in effect, uh, thinking about things. And, of course, you have this question, you know, um, are some of the landscapes that we see described in the Lord of the Rings or Narnia actually based on the walks they took together? So, again, it's about spending time with people, not because of an agenda, but because just of a knowledge you shared interests and might end up sparking each other off. So further reading for those who may be interested in pursuing Lewis's thoughts on friendship a little bit more what would you recommend Alistair? Well we have talked quite a lot about the four loves and actually it is worth reading and I think that as I read um, the four loves I find it very helpful to think about my own friendships and try and work out where they fit into the kind of map that Lewis is drawing for us but I think the thing that I take away from reading that book is really this um what do I give in friendship and what do I get back? You know, in other words, it, it, it makes me more aware of the influence of friends in my own thinking. And there's one point we haven't talked about yet, which is very important. What about friendships with dead authors? Because for mm. Lewis, you know, the influence of the past is enormously important. And Lewis takes, Lewis treats a lot of past writers as friends who help him think through things in the present, like, for example, George Herbert or Dante or Augustine. And, and, and he treats these not simply as literary sources, but people who actually are, are, are conversing with him. So I think there's a very important element there. But certainly, as I read The Four Loves, it's really about realizing not simply how important friendship is to human existence, but actually the benefits that it brings what we get out of it what we put into it and indeed many friendships i'm sure have been sparked by lewis himself and his writings and people gathering to talk about them and uh, just as we have been doing today alistair but thank you very much um for another fascinating dive into lewis's life his friendships on this occasion uh, and and as i said um you can go and obviously read the works of his friends as well to see how they influenced him tolkien Dyson Williams, uh, Farrah, and many more besides. But for now, thank you very much for being with me on today's podcast. Our pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the podcast. Next time, we're talking about Lewis and Tolkien, their friendship, and the way they influenced each other's writings. For more on the show, visit our show page, cslewispodcast.com. If you want to support us from anywhere in the world, you can find links to do that from today's podcast and don't forget to register for our forthcoming live events ask philip yancey anything and unbelievable the conference 2022 with alistair mcgrath that's unbelievable.live and again the links are with today's show for now god bless and see you next time <laughs>